<laughs> Welcome, everybody. It's time for Podcast with Paul. Oh, look, it's great. We can learn more of our social skills. We can get attuned to our own feelings. We might even get attuned to the feelings of others. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great to know how to deal with all these difficult people that come into our life? I certainly like to. You know, those difficult people who mess with your head, they tend to block your enjoyment in life. I just like to learn to be free and happy and just to be. I'm sure you do too. Who wants complainers? Who wants show-offs? Who wants drama queens? Who wants self-promoters? No, we want fun. We want healthy relationships. Hey, you can have them. They're yours to have because you deserve them. How do we get them? It's Podcast with Paul. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to episode three, listeners, where we share with Nathan some more, especially with his experience in childcare and also his experiences in Japan. Welcome to episode three. And I know that you you went to Japan and obviously worked in childcare, so yes. that would have been a challenge. How did you manage to do that? <laughs> well, I still actually managed and, you know, basically managed quite well. I um, ended up initially three years in Osaka. So I was being, I wouldn't put myself at the Wiggles level, but I was singing and dancing around from preschool to preschool every day. And one of those companies was actually called MEF, Making English Fun. We wore orange panda shirts and literally would just dance around in front of children. And as long as children danced and smiled and laughed, you know, that's all we had to do to get paid. And then eventually came back to Australia and got certified in Cert 3 childcare, uh, children's services, and went back to Japan and worked in a childcare full-time. So worked within their system as an English teacher maybe two or three times a day. And that was an amazing learning experience just to see how it operates and how children are raised differently in a different culture. Um, but yeah, definitely a lot of... <sighs> one of the biggest differences I got was that Children weren't referred to or said, I, I want this, or I, I, I. There's a lot of we. So it's a class. It's a collective approach. So three, four, five-year-olds are taught not to try a bit harder on sports day for themselves, but for the group, for the greater good of melon class or apple class or grape class. And that really is such a big difference because working in Australian childcare and Japan for example, in Australia, there's a child-focused approach and individual learning stories. So today, little Johnny played with a rock and he balanced the rock and he's using his emotional motor skills. In Japan, you don't get individual learning stories. You, you do get individually acknowledged, but it's more about the group. So from basically from early childhood, we are brought into these cultural and societal norms and they're only truly evident you see it in children and it's such a big difference I don't, i'm not saying anyone's anything anyone is good or bad or better or worse it's just different yeah you did make that point when you come to back to adelaide just recently and you you were saying that your wife and you were commenting about how maybe 
in Australia, maybe a culture is a little bit more individualistic in its approach and there's not so much um, respect going on for, you know, even in the greetings or the acknowledgement or the people are keen, easily able to to show more disregard or disrespect. What, I don't know what you'd call it, but you know, things like road rage would exist more commonly mm. here or where people are um, expecting from each other. But I notice in Japan, people are looking to serve in a different way where there's a gracious place of bowing and bowing the head and, and showing showing acknowledgement to customer service and yep. you know, serving and just a different way of communicating that rather than Australia. There's more caring, community care it feels mm. in, in Japan. Is that, what, is that a little bit like that? Well, I, w- I wouldn't. It's definitely changing and has changed. I think, first of all, there is, just want to say, there is road rage in Japan, <laughs> but everyone now has um, drive recorders. So most people have a drive recorder, and if you are recorded, you will be on television that night. You will be nationally shamed. <laughs> nationally shamed. Because that is the way. Oh, that's the way. Right? So there's, <laughs> They there's, do do shaming. They, they? they do do shaming. But, yeah, definitely will... Okay, first of all, one th- one thing, and I'm glad we're kind of veered off the topic of alcohol, but <laughs> school school children in Australia pick up, I hear this thing, oh, pick up drop-offs. Pick up and drop-offs are so intense, you know, because parents have to drop off their children and pick them up. Yep. Now, it is changing slowly, but children from the age of six in Japan walk to school by themselves. Mm. They put on a yellow hat in the first year and a yellow uh, kind of like an attachment on their bag, which they're yellow. So therefore, they're beginners, they're learners, right? But then they, they, they're, a, they're teamed up in groups of older children to walk with them to school. Now, like I, I must emphasize, some mothers are choosing, mostly mothers, are choosing to walk their children to school because there is some breakdowns of the social cohesion now, what is that? When we first moved into a rural countryside, we had a door knocked on, and we were given a like a, a local a local community group to join, type form, and everyone in that little area, which Japan is like Sanchome, Ichome, like number one area, number two area, have their own kind of committee, and once you move in, you are asked, do you want to contribute to this committee, and that committee every year kind of sweeps the roads, cleans the parks, puts on a festival, a yearly festival for the community, but also would gives you money when there's a funeral. They've changed that now because of the aging population and they now give you money for having a baby because there's a declining birth rate, right? <laughs> so they were losing <laughs> all their money with funerals because there's a lot of elderly people in Japan. So there is a social cohesion and a social responsibility and trust me, um, I think it's Tupac, all eyes on you. In Japan, all eyes are on you. People are watching you. People are not judging you. They're watching you and they're checking you in the sense that who is this person? How are they contributing to community? What is their role in the community? And as long as you do something, even in retirement, you don't retire in Japan. You didn't used to anyway. From retirement, you go and work at the local bike parking space at the at the station or you sweep the local park as i think i once said to you paul in, a, in japan you wouldn't have a big cleaning company 
because a lot of every business takes personal responsibility for cleaning their own premises. Schools and students are taught to clean their own space, to respect the space, clean it and look after it. So it's a very big, it's so, it's input from the start that almost you can do it. You can do this. And what I've learned is what that creates, it creates space because everyone's doing their part. When you're going to have a festival, it can be organized. You can get loose caboose from 6 to 8 p.m. because it's structured. So I used to think it was, oh, it was too formal, it's too rigid, but now I see the opposite. When you have formalities, when you have discipline, when you have times of, hey, you can get loose, ladies and gentlemen, at the karaoke bar tonight. Really? Yeah, let loose. It is a party. So within, that, within the rigid structures of the society of Japan and the formalities, there's an other side to it where they really know how to have fun. And that's why so much of their culture is worldwide. You know, karaoke, Super Nintendo, Super Mario Brothers, Pac-Man. I mean, Tamagotchi, I could go on and on forever. You know? <laughs> well, you can. It's very... They know how to have fun. Yeah, you, you've explained that uh, so well. I, I don't think some of our listeners would be aware of, of just how Japan is, but it makes a lot of sense when you see the pictures and images of Japan and now you're saying it as, as you see it. And I have been over there early in the morning and I know that they put uh, uh, s- uh, some songs, mm. uh, exercising songs at the morning. And I, went Raggio Taiso. <laughs> and I went there in the morning you said to me, come and check this out, it's time to do some morning exercise. Yes. And you told me there was millions of people doing the exercise in the morning yeah. through, throughout Japan. Okay. And, uh, and we had to stand there in the park and I remember such, a, such amazing suddenly everyone in order and time because they put the music on and then we did the slow dancing and I remember uh, during the dance I did one of the squatting movements and let out a, a loud noise from from, yes. from the evening before was Tucker and and, and uh, I thought it was funny but <laughs> it was it was most challenging but but it was warm it was hot it was sweaty and it was, it was radio taiso Radio Taiso. So radio is radio and Taiso is exercise. Exercise. So mm-hmm. it does Community exercise. Community radio exercise. And it started actually post-war. Because if anybody knows anything about history, Japan did go through World War II. And as part of their recovery, there was a big recovery. So a lot of people didn't have motivation. So first, I, th- I think, I think, I'm not making this up, but I read it or saw it in a movie. First, the priests and the temples would bang the dong to motivate people to get up in the morning, right? Because the nation was heavily, had a big pain body. So the Radio Taiso was part of that. Let's get up, let's stretch. I think it's 6.30 a.m. Let's get up, let's stretch before our day and then get to work. Then go to our daily jobs or our school. And it is a big communal thing. I think students on school holidays still have to go at least five times and they get stamped. And if they don't go, they get in trouble at school. <laughs> so it's good. And it's 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 the youth mingling with the elderly, and you know, have you been to radio exercise? There's a bit of like, oh, I don't want to go. But when you finally go, there's you know, there's community. I remember very distinctly that the, the minute that the the, the, the exercising f- finished, yeah. Then I noticed everyone cleaning the park area and. Yep. Um, yep. All the all the elderly and all the people, the, the kids went off to school, obviously, but uh, the elderly people stayed behind and swept the, the leaves that had fallen the previous mm-hmm. day. Yep. 
and the park was in such perfect order. Everything was clean. There was people cleaning the toilet. There was people cleaning uh, and sweeping. And everyone had a duty of care for the environment. It was just so interesting to, mm. to see that duty of care in practice. And I did I did comment to you. I said, that's unusual. Look at all these people. What are they doing that for? And he goes, oh, no, that's part of what they do every day. So it is that it is that everyday thing. She's getting into routine. Yeah, routine. Interesting. Now, you've been writing some things down there also, um, I noticed, Nathan. You've, you've, what sort of things have you written? Would you like to share with our wonderful listeners? Aren't we having a good time, listeners? Nathan is a very interesting person. And obviously, we're learning a little bit about Japan. And uh, Japan, what a fascinating place. And now we have... Uh, can you speak a little bit Japanese for us? Just say, hello, how are you going? And welcome to the uh, Podcast with Paul Laughter Project. Hi, minasan. Konnichiwa. Kyo wa Paul-san to Podcast with Paul. The Laughter Project. Zehi minasama. Ano kyo watara kite kudasai. Moshikashite ego benkyo naru kamashinai yo. Hai, arigato gozaimasu. Yoroshiku onegaishimasu. Listen to that, yeah. listeners. That's just, that's young Nathan doing a, bit of, doing a bit of Japanese. I tell you, he can sing a song too. We'll let him, at the end, we're going to get him to sing a bit of Elvis for us. So we'll look forward to that, listeners. I love it when uh, yeah, Nathan can sing a bit of Elvis. Ah, thanks, everyone. That was episode three with the lovely Nathan. Stick around because we'd love to share episode four with you. That's another episode from Podcast with Paul. Special thanks, everyone. Remember to keep an eye out for our next exciting episode with more fun special guests. Find out more of what we're all about and look up The Laughter Project. Hey everyone, be happy.